بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد after praising Allah سبحانه وتعالى and sending the salutations upon the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام upon his family and his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yafa' wa min qalbin la yafsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'a la yusma' verily ya Allah we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction or contentment and from a du'a that goes unanswered from a du'a that goes unanswered to proceed ikhwan fanawasidu ma'akum fi hadha dars lil'a'ila a'unan min ar-rahman ar-rahim fi ilmi al-fiqh fi ilmi al-fiqh so we continue tonight in our family class whereas we're learning from the science of al-fiqh from the science of al-fiqh من كتاب الشيخ الإمام العلامة الفقي المفسر اللغوي الشيخ الشيخ عبد الرحمن بن ناصر السعدي رحمه الله تعالى. Can somebody move the tables there for the sisters? May Allah bless you all. As we continue listening and benefiting from the words of the noble Imam, the noble Sheikh عبد الرحمن بن ناصر السعدي. May Allah have mercy upon him. هذا السؤال من This question is for who ya ikhwah? Man sahibuhu? Who wants to answer? هذا الحديث عن من وهو عند من This hadith ماذا يفتح المصباح للنساء Over the light for the sister of Allah. طيب This question is for the brothers. Who is the narrator of this hadith? And what book is it collected in? قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام من يريد الله بخيرا يفقهه في الدين. Whoever Allah intends good for, He gives him understanding of the religion. Whoever Allah intends good for, He gives him understanding of the religion. هذا عن من. This hadith is narrated by who? Hishmat Allah. Narrated. Abu Huraira is one narrator collected by. Collected by Bukhari. Ah, Jamila. الحديث عند البخاري ومسلم ولكن ليس عن أبي هريرة. الحديث is narrated or collected by Abu Hurairah. بناء الحديث is collected by Bukhari مسلم بناء بأبو هريرة. It is narrated by Abu Hurairah, but his hadith is not in Bukhari مسلم. عن من was narrated by؟ Anas Uthman. Nah Uthman, nah Anas. Masih. Whoever Allah intends good for, He gives him understanding of the religion. Anuman, who's the narrator? It is collected by Tirmidhi. Narrated by who? 
نعم عائشة عندني سائنان عبد سيستس من يريد الله بخير يفقهه في الدين Whoever Allah intends good for, He gives him understanding of the religion. Who's the narrator and what book is it collected in? It is in the Sunnah of Ibn Majah from Anas. Oh, تقربتي أيضا. Close. Close. طيب أذكروا أو أكتبوا هذه الفاعدة. Write this benefit down, يا أخوان. هذا الحديث جاء عن ثلاثة من الصحابة. This hadith, this one hadith, has three narrators. This hadith has three narrators. Ja'an Mu'awiyah Wa'an Ibn Abbas Wa'an Abi Hurairah The hadith is narrated by Mu'awiyah It's also narrated by uh, Ibn Abbas Our brother he says Mu'awiyah It is narrated by Mu'awiyah It's also narrated by Ibn Abbas It's also narrated by Abu Hurairah Three companions حديث طيب جاء عن من؟ هو الناري باي ماسي ابن أباس أبو هريرة معاوية حديث معاوية أصح حديث حديث عند البخاري ومسلم the حديث of معاوية is the most authentic of the three معاوية's narration is collected in Bukhari and Muslim Mu'awiyah's narration is collected in Bukhari Muslim. Hadith Ibn Abbas عنده أحمد وترمذي. Hadith Ibn Abbas, Abdullah Ibn Abbas's narration is collected by Ahmed and Tirmidhi. Ahmed, Tirmidhi. Hadith Abu Hurairah عنده Ibn Imam. The Hadith of Abu Hurairah, as our sister said, is in the Sunan, is collected by Ibn Imam. So three narrators, each one of their reports are in a different book. Each one of their reports are in a different book. هذه الفائدة لطلاب الحديث ونسأل الله تعالى أن يجعلنا وإياكم منهم. That's a benefit for the students of hadith. May Allah make us and you from the true students of hadith. طيب أين وصلنا؟ Where did we arrive, يا إخوان؟ عند الإمام السعدي. Babu Listinjah, wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah bless you. Babu Listinjah. Naam. Taayah. Qala l-imamu Sa'adiyya rahimahullah ta'ala. L-imamu Sa'adiyya continues. Babu Listinjah wa adabi qadai al-hajah. طيب chapter the manners طيب chapter of cleansing oneself upon using the bathroom with water cleansing oneself upon using the bathroom with water وأداب قضاء الحاجة and the manners of relieving oneself and the manners of relieving oneself طيب إذا عبد مثلا يقول وينظف نفسه بالماء هذا أو لهذا الفعل اسم طيب if the person uses the bathroom and they do it number one 
for example. Or it could be number two. And they use water to cleanse themselves. This is called Al Istinja. Al Istinja. Al Istinja. Al Nadafatu Ba'd al Bawl Min al Ma. Al Nadafatu Ba'd al Bawl Min al Ma. Istinja. What is Istinja? To cleanse oneself after using the bathroom with water. After using the bathroom with water. وَإِذَا عَبْدُ يَبُولُ أَوْ يَتَبَرَّزُ وَيَسْتَخْدِمُ حَجَرًا أَوْ وَرَقَةً هَذَا يُسَمَّى الْإِسْتِجْمَارُ الْإِسْتِجْمَارُ If the man or woman, it's the same, the man or the woman, they do a number one or a number two. And then they don't use water. They use stones or rocks or pebbles. Or gravel or tissue or paper this is called al-istijmar al-istijmar so now we have two new words al-istinja'u wal-istijmaru al-istinja'u wal-istijmaru two new words al-istinja'u is to cleanse oneself after urinating with water al-istijmaru النظافة بعد البول بالحجر هذا الأصل أو بغير حجر استجمار the origin of استجمار is to use stones or rocks to cleanse yourself that's the origin however if you use paper or a leaf or whatever else that's not water this is also called استجمار النظافة بعد البول be al-hajar with rocks or stones. Man minna istakhdam al-hajaran istinja'a istijmaran Who from amongst us ever use rocks or pebbles to cleanse themselves? MashaAllah. Ana fa'atuhu marratan wahidatan fil Yemen. I did it once fil Yemen. Wa awwala marra, my first time there, kuntu ma'a shaykh Abu Al-Fida Ma'amar Al-Qadasi Hafidullah Ta'ala وكنا من مدينته سافرين إلى شيخ آخر إلى مدينة آخر لدعوة. so we were there in Yemen with our brother Sheikh Abu Al-Fida Ma'amar Al-Qadisi and we were leaving from his city going to another place and he was given دعوة. وعلى طريق توجد الأحم الخلاء. and on the path there were different outhouses to use the bathroom. لكن أنا ولدت في أمريكا للأسف. But I was born in America, unfortunately. But ما تعودت على الاستجمار والاستنجاء مثلاً. So I didn't, I wasn't raised upon cleansing yourself with water. I didn't know about that. I wasn't raised upon cleansing yourself with rocks. I never knew about that. I would, I didn't learn that. But أنا أنا أكون مسلماً. Now I'm Muslim. الحمد لله. وأكون عند بلاد المسلمين. And I'm in the land of the Muslims. The women are here, so sometimes we can't say certain things. I won't translate this. So I had the need to do something. So I was searching for some tissue. I can't go, I don't know how to go to the bathroom and use rocks. So I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. فأخذت نصف ساعة 
So I'm, I took a half hour running around, going to this store, I ran up the hill, went around a tree, went around a corner. I'm asking the store owners, do you have any tissue? Do you have any tissue? I have to use the bathroom. Where's the tissue? So they said, where are you from, ya akhi? And I said, I was born in America. So they began to laugh. Ah, miskeen hada, mashallah. As you guys are laughing, I have to use the bathroom. So he said, go use the bathroom. So I said to the brothers, what am I going to cleanse myself with? You don't have no tissue. I said, you don't got paper, you don't got napkins, you, what, you, what am I going to use? فَقَالَ الشَّيْخِ عَلَيْكَنْ تُطَفِقُ السُنَّةِ So the Shaykh Abu Al-Fidah said, you have to implement the Sunnah, ya You're not in America. The bathrooms here don't have tissue. Implement the Sunnah. فَقُوتَ أَيْشِ السُنَّةِ I said, what's the Sunnah here? قَالَ إِبْحَدْ عَنْ أَحْجَارِ وَتَبَرَّسْ وَنَذِّفْ نَفْسَكَ بِهَذِهِ الْأَحْجَارِ So the Shaykh said, go and find some rocks some pebbles, some stones. I said, and then do what? What am I going to do with these rocks? What am I going to do? <laughs> so the Sheikh says, use the bathroom and cleanse yourself with these rocks. So I held it and held it and held it for a few hours. And I held it so long until, you ever hold it when you got to go to the bathroom? Until my stomach was bringing me pain. And the trip was hours and we were on the bus and I'm in so much pain and pain and pain. <laughs> so I said to the driver, stop, stop. I gotta get off the bus. I gotta use the bathroom. Enough, enough, enough. So I So this is the first time I had to use those rocks there. That's the son of the messenger. Tayyah, so two words, Masi. First word. How many ropes? Three times? Tayyah, the sunnah is three times. But if you're not But if you're not clean after three times, you don't say, hey, that's it. No, you may have to do more. You may have to do more. And you try to stop on the odd number. So that means like you have to use three different rocks, right? You can use three different ones or three different sides. If you have a nice size rock, it may have three different crevices, three different mother sides. So you may wipe once, if you can. And then you, however you can do that. No one uses this anymore. We're spoiled. We're in America now. We live in the microwave city. Microwave society. Everything is microwave. We can't live without our phones. So how are we going to use rocks to cleanse ourselves? He says, it's recommended upon going into the laboratory that you pick forth first your right foot. He says, and that you say, 
by the name of Allah or with the name of Allah. Oh Allah, I seek refuge with you from the male and female jinn. And this hadith is hadith of Anas, collected by Bukhari and Muslim. Now, Erafai Qalila, raise your voice slightly. Oh, that's the right foot. Should be left foot. And Yaqudima Rizlahul Yusra. When you come in the hammam, you come in on your left foot. When you come in the hammam, or the place of relieving yourself, you go in on your left. When you're finished, and you come out, you come out on the right. Suwal al-Thani, question number two. Hal hadha khasun al-rijal? Aw yashmal al-rijal wa nisaa Is this specific for the men? Or does it include the women and the men? Yashmal al-rijal wa nisaa It includes both, ya khwan. Fi awwala bi ahkam al-islam Yashmal al-rijal wa nisaa Al-rijal wa nisaa Illa asha'an taqiqa Usually in Islam, this is a principle, ikhwan. Almost all of the rulings, Sheikh Abdullah, is the same for the men and the women. Except a few small intricate details are different. The general rulings are the same for the men and the same for the women. Mathalan, al nisa tastur awratuhun. sunnah. The women, they cover themselves, they cover their awrah. That's from Al-Islam, that's from the Sunnah. Likewise, the men. It's the Sunnah of the men and it's the Sunnah of the women. Al-Mar'atu mathalan tatahajjabu. Wahadhi min al-Sunnah. Wal-Rajulu kathalik yalbisu thawban. O ma yushabi, o ma yushbihu thawban. Hadha kathalika min al-Sunnah. The women, they wear a jilbab. That's the Sunnah. To cover their whole bodies. The men also wear a thawb. Or that which resembles a thawb. Is also a Sunnah of the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam. قال وإذا خرج منه قدم اليمنى وقال غفرانك الحمد لله الذي أذهب عني الأذى وعافاني He says رحمه الله تعالى And when the person comes out of the hammam He comes out as the sister reminded us upon his right foot and he says, Oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness. All praise belong to Allah, The one who has taken away from me this discomfort, this pain, and pardoned me. This hadith is narrated by Anas. And it's connected by Imam Ibn Majah for Sunan. That the Messenger of Allah would say, Gufranaka. And he would say, Alhamdulillah, Nidhi Adhabani, Al Ada, Wa'afani. Oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness, and all praise belong to Allah, the one that has taken away from me this discomfort and has parted me. This hadith is hadith of Anas ibn Malik, and Imam Ibn Majah. And it's collected by Imam Ibn Majah. لكنه ضعيف but is weak هو عند الإمام ابن ماجه من حديث أنس ولكنه ضعيف لكنه ضعيف is narrated by Anas is collected by Ibn Majah al-Qizwini رحمه الله 
but it is weak. Qalif Isnadi Ismail ibn Muslim, a benefit. What makes it weak? There's a man in the chain, first man of tonight. I want you to uktubu hadha ism. Write this name down. I want you to write this name down. His name is Ismail ibn Muslim. Ismail ibn Muslim. And he is weak, and all of the scholars are unanimous in this regard. All of the scholars of Hadith say he's weak. Sometimes you find the scholars different. This Shaykh has an opinion, this other Shaykh differs. And that happens a lot of times, Yaqwan. This happens a lot in al-fiqh. Sometimes you find it in hadith. You also find it in tafsir. You also find it, مثلا, in uh, the Arabic language. With the scholars, they differ. With the scholars, they differ. This man, Ismail ibn Muslim, all of the scholars, they say that he's weak. So who made it weak? Or rather, who says it's weak? This is important, yeah. Sometimes we say something is weak. However, who are we? The citizen says, no, this is weak, brother. The brother says, no, that's weak. Who are we? We have to look at those great Imams that came before us. The scholars of Hadith, if we're talking about Hadith, who said it's weak. So we have the Hadith that's narrated by Anas. It's collected by Ibn Majah, but it's weak. Why is it weak? The man, his name is Ismail Ibn Muslim. All of the scholars say he's weak. Who are from them? And if you can, try to learn who said anytime you come across something is weak. Try to learn the reason is weak, if you can. If you can. Also, who said is weak? If you can. So those that say is weak from them is Imam Al-Mundiri. Imam Al-Mundiri. He is from those that said is weak. وَكَذَلِكَ Imam Ibn Kathir. وَكَذَلِكَ Imam Ibn Kathir. He said it's weak. That's a benefit, Yaqwan. If you come across something is weak, تَمُرُّ بِشَيْءٍ ضَعِيفٍ مَثَلًا حَاوِلُوا أَن تَتَعَلَّمُوا لِمَاذَا هُوَ ضَعِيفٍ وَكَذَلِكَ مَنْ قَالَ أَنَّهُ ضَعِيفٍ إِنَ اسْتَطَعْتُمْ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا إِنَ اسْتَطَعْتُمْ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا Anytime you come across something and you learn it's weak. Try to learn why is it weak. Who makes it weak? Who's the man? Who's the woman? Who's the man? As we mentioned, there are no female scholars of hadith that were weak. That's a bushra for our women. MashaAllah. In Islamic history, Allahu Akbar, may Allah make us like the women. There's not been one female scholar of hadith that's considered weak. That's a benefit, ya Allah favor the women. MashaAllah. Regarding the, this style that you're going to use, there's a child and there's a 
think. First of all, you don't have to say, Oh Allah, forgive me in a loud voice. You don't have to say that. But you get But you don't have to. You can say it to yourself. Oh, Allah, it's Sahih. You can say it to yourself. This whole hadith here is da'if. But there's another narration that comes when he said Gufranaka. Also narrated by Anas. So this word in here is weak. But there's another narration that supports Gufranaka being authentic. That's a good point. We can remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naming the Haman, right? How we should say Bismillah when we do do starting with their childhood and how we should say Bismillah. Okay. We mentioned some time ago what's the ruling on saying Allah's name in the laboratory. Some scholars say it's haram. The sisters in the hammam, she's talking with her sister friends, her girlfriends. How everything, girl, mashallah, how's your day? Alhamdulillah, you haven't made no TikTok videos in a long time. I just made one the other day, mashallah ta'ala. And then she says, Bismillah out loud. Some scholars say that's haram, to say Bismillah out loud. The correct opinion is the second opinion. It is not haram, but it's disliked, it's hated, because there's no proof that it's haram, specific proof. However, the one on the Sunnah, except with the necessity, is not going to talk in the Hamam. Nonetheless, mention Allah's name. He's not going to talk. Al kalamu fil khala bidoni haja makro. Laysa haraman makro. Speaking, no matter what you're talking about, take Allah's name to the side. We're talking about sports, we're talking about shooting hoops, we're talking about jumping rope. We're talking about whatever in the bathroom. This is hated. Unless there's a need. You can't say it's haram because you need proof to say it's haram. So generally, there's general positions about showing honor to Allah's names and Allah's rituals and the likes. But specifically, there's no proof that Allah and His Messenger said to say Allah's name in the khala is haram. A strong proof that they use to say it's hated is a hadith. And the Mamra Shaksun bin Nabi alayhi salatu salam wa kani abuulu. The hadith is what hadith is sunan. One time there was a man, he passed by the Messenger of Allah, and he noticed the Messenger of Allah was using the khala. He noticed him. And the Prophet was donor number one. And the man said, Salaamu alaykum ya Rasulullah. May the peace of Allah be upon you, O Messenger of Allah. And the Prophet did not say anything. He was quiet. After that, the Hammam, the Messenger of made wudu. Court back up to the man and said, Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Verily, I dislike his wording. I dislike 
to mention Allah, to mention Allah, to remember Allah, when I'm not in a state of other than purification, or when I'm in a state of other than purification. Ashahid huna, the point here, qala karihtu. The Prophet said, I dislike. So this is the strongest opinion. Those that say it's haram, they don't come with no specific evidence from the Quran or from the Sunnah. So how do you say the Bismillah? If you say Bismillah out loud, there's no harm. As we mentioned, it's not haram, it's disliked. طيب. For those that say the Bismillah is obligatory, يُقَدِّمُونَ الْوَاجِبَ عَلَى الْمَكْرُوحِ وَهَذَا مِنْ أُصُولِ الْفِقْهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ الْفِقْهِ For those scholars that say, saying Bismillah is obligatory, when you make wudu, we mentioned the scholars different there. Some say you have to say Bismillah when you make wudu, or you have no wudu. The strongest opinion is that it's recommended. For those that say it's obligatory, how do they coincide? They say here, you have to say Bismillah, the obligation overrides what's disliked. If you're in the bathroom. Or, just say it to yourself. Or, before you go in the bathroom to make wudu, you can say Bismillah. As you come out the hammam, as you're coming out, gufranaka. When you come out, gufranaka. You don't ever have to speak in the bathroom, illa bil unless there's a need. Biduni hajat, hawilu, and la tatakallamu, and la tatakallamu. If you don't have a necessity, try your best not to talk. What about if someone is talking to you? That's going to be rude. The brother's ignoring me. I'm talking to Sheikh Mahir. Hey, how's everything, yaqi? Whoa, a second. And he's quiet. That's rude, yaqi. How are you not talking to me? And then after you leave, you give some da'wah. I wasn't being rude, mashallah. I was implemented, was recommended. It's not, uh, I recommend to talk while you're in the bathroom without a need. He says, mashallah, I never knew that. Now he learns something new. And he goes and teaches his companions, his friends, his students, his family. And this is something all of us should do. You go home, hey, ummi, this is what we learned tonight. It pleased us today. There was a sister there, may Allah raise her and her family. And I was watching the guys shoot hoops at the houses. And she says, mashallah ta'ala, my son or my daughter is learning from you. And they gave a definition of something. And it was the same definition that we mentioned in class, mashallah. And it pleases us, the ikhwan, that the people are learning and then taking it back to their students. MashaAllah Ta'ala. And that's a blessing, ikhwan. And this should be the goal. Every teacher should want to produce students. And then that teacher should want to produce students. Likewise, the women. Our beloved teachers are there teaching the women, MashaAllah Ta'ala. And then they become the teachers and then they teach. And it's how it goes from jeel ila jeel, from generation. To generation, Yaqwan, you guys keep up the good work. May Allah bless you all. Many of our companions back home, they say from time to time, I'm thinking about moving to that community. Those guys and those sisters are learning. They're benefiting. MashaAllah, Yaqwan. We say Ahlin wa Ahlin. You guys are welcome. Tadiyah Shaykh, Abdul Fatah. If one is using the urinal, for example, and he's standing, mm. he knows because of the distance, some of the water is going to splash no. Can he still do and just use uh, pure water just to wipe it over his clothes? He can do that. He can. It's not. It's not obligatory to stand while you're urinating. It's highly, highly, highly recommended to stand. However, to purify yourself, you should try your best to sit. If you can't sit, and you cleanse your the thing with urine, ikhwan, either masaka fi jasad or fi mathalan or If the urine touches your 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 person, your your skin or your garment, 
You have to izanataha or izanatahu. You have to remove it. So sometimes standing up, you can't see what splashes on you. You may think you saw that, but what about the ones that you didn't see? So it's highly, highly, highly recommended to sit. It takes more time. You have to take off your clothes nowadays and your thobe and this and this, but it's more honorable. It's better. And it's atahaw. It's more clean. It's more pure. So you can stand. It's not obligatory. Nobody can say it's obligatory to stand. However, you just have to be safe. You have to make sure to the best of your ability that you protect yourself from the return of the urine that you can't see. What what constitutes the bathroom? Buqa'atu al-khala. Buqa'atu al-haja. That's a good question. What makes the bathroom? The bathroom is the place of relieving yourself. Lays al-makan. Not the entire place. Al-buqa'a. The place itself. Mathalan, andal al-hamamat. We have bathrooms here. We have bathrooms with the sisters, mashallah. We have bathrooms below. Ida mathalan, la yujadu or la tujadu murahidu fi hadihi al-ghuraf. Suppose there's no toilets there, then we wouldn't call that a bathroom. The bathroom is the place that the toilet is there. If you have an American toilet or the Arab toilet, that you, that's, mashallah, there's no sit down thingy. For example, I have some stories about that. The first time I used this also, I never saw that. I was, I was born in America. So when you go to a Muslim land and you go into the apartment, you say, hey, where is the toilet? I'm going to use the bathroom. They say, Mashallah, I like to be hada. You have to use that. I say, I'm going to get down there. First of all, how can I sit like that? I can't read my magazine. I'm American. When we were young, you go, you got to go to the bathroom. You say, hey, I'll be right outside. I got to use the bathroom. And you grab five magazines. And you go in there. And you're relaxing and you're reading away. You're not even using that's most of us here. Huh? And then you go to the Muslim. And then you go to the Muslim then you go to the Muslim country and you say, mashallah, America is so backwards. America is so this and that. And then scientifically, and we don't need this to, to, to understand our sunnah. No. But it's more healthy to use the bathroom, how they use it in the time of the Messenger to your, your colon and your stomach and the legs to sit in that position, not to rest on the mirhad like that, but to squat over. There are many medical benefits there. Our sister had her hand up first and then we get Sheikh Mahara, inshallah. So I don't know if it's just in Salah, but the tradition of delivering Allah and the name is the Bajah, the Bajah, and then whenever you take it, you get to the Sheikh, and give you like... One more time. So, delivering Allah to the Bajah, So that's a good question. Many of the ulama say, alayka an tuharrika shafateka. They say you have to move your lips. And they use as a proof the action of the Messenger of Allah in the Salah. In the Salah. But is that a condition? Did you remember Allah if your lips didn't move? It appears the answer is yes. That's not a condition. That your lips have to move. Although many of the ulama say, you move your lips. So hey. But is that a condition? At any rate, remember, you don't have to make a soap. You don't have to make a sound. 
عند صلاة قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام إذا كبر الإمام فكبروا الحديد من حديد أبي هريرة وحديد أنس في الصحيحين The Messenger of Allah says when the Imam says Allahu Akbar then say Allahu Akbar Collected by Bukhari Muslim narrated by Anas and Abu Hurairah كيف يكبرون أو كيف يكبروا صحابة في الصلاة How did the companions say Allahu Akbar جهرًا أو سرًا Did they say it out loud or to themselves To themselves Right So the Prophet said say it He didn't say say it out loud Likewise on Jumu'ah the Imam is making some beautiful du'a, 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 du'a. Faidatan thalithan, thalithatan, benefit number three. Hada laysa bisharut. Wa la yakuna min sunnati nabi alayhi sallatu salama fi kulli jumu'ah. Another benefit connected to jumu'ah. It's not a condition that you have to end the jumu'ah and start making du'a. It's not a condition. Most of the ahmed of today, fi bilad al-muslimin wa fi ghayriha, and the Muslim lands and outside the Muslims land, Muslim lands. At the end of the Jumu'ah, at the end of the Jumu'ah, يَبْدَعُونَ أَنْ يُكَبِّرُوا أَنْ يَدْعُوا They begin to make dua. Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhaab al-nar. And they make many dua, many dua, many dua. That's not a sunnah of the Messenger That you have to stop the Jumu'ah upon dua. There's no proof of that. If you want to make dua, make dua. Many scholars say, don't make dua every Jumu'ah. Like that. Why? Because the Prophet didn't do that. So back to our sister's point, you don't have to make a sound. The Prophet of Allah would say, Gufranaka. He didn't say he said it out loud. He said he said it. Al-Faruqu bayna an yaqula shay'an, wan yaqula shay'an jahran. There's a difference here, Kwan, than to say something and to say something out loud. I say, Basmil. Say Bismillah, and you say, I said, I didn't hear you. It's not a condition you have to hear me. I said it. The companions would say, Allahu Akbar, to themselves. That's the sunnah of the companions. A lot of the masajid, the people say, Allahu Akbar, behind the imam. Allahu Akbar, in a sultan aliyan, with a loud voice. Hadrisa min sunnah. Wa qala shaykh bin Islam bin Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala, hadha bid'a'ah. And Ibn Taymiyyah used to say, to say Allahu Akbar out loud, bidoni haja, without a need, is a bid'ah. The companions did not do that. They said it to themselves. The Prophet would say, Allahu Akbar, they would say, it's not a sunnah. Our sister. Huh? Huh? Good question. If the person comes late to Jumu'ah and they come five minutes late, do you mean of the Jumu'ah, the khutbah, or the prayer? The khutbah. If you hear the last minute of the khutbah, then you pray Jumu'ah prayer. If you didn't catch the whole khutbah, you came, you pray a sunnah, and you sit. ثم قال الإمام أقيموا أو قوموا لصلاتكم يرحمكم الله مثلاً. Soon as you get done and you sit, the Imam says, stand up for your prayer. May Allah have mercy upon you all. He didn't catch the Jumu'ah khutbah, but he prays two raka'ah. He prays two raka'ah. If he comes in the first raka'ah 
فاتته الخطبة مثلا وفاتته كذلك الركوع يصلي ركعة واحدة مع الإمام ويعيد الركعة لأنه أتى في الركوع في ركعة الأولى في ركعة الأولى The man comes after the khutbah in the first raka'ah for the sister. The imam is in the bowing position, the ruku'ah. When he comes up, the person enters the salah. He has to repeat that raka'ah because he didn't catch it on the ruku'ah. The man comes after the khutbah in the last raka'ah of the Jumu'ah prayer. Ba'da ruku'ah, after the ruku'ah. Now he makes his intention uh, to pray Dhuhr. He missed the Jumu'ah. No. He prays four Raka'ah. He prays four Raka'ah. Unless he, there's only one person who doesn't pray four Raka'ah. Let's say who's the Bukhari of our group and the Um Salim of the sisters. If you come late and the Imam, you Salimu, he gives Salam, Salam Alaikum, Salam Alaikum. Everybody prays two raka'ah. The Jumu'ah. Everybody prays two raka'ah. But with the Imam. He comes late, he prays four for Dhuhr. Everybody prays four except one individual. Who prays two? Asante, the traveler. If he's traveling and he comes to Jumu'ah, he doesn't have to pray four raka'ah. Why? Because he's traveling. So he will pray two raka'ah of Dhuhr. فائدة رابعة بنفر مفور إذا العبد يأتي متأخرا مثلا وهو مسافر بعد انتهائه الجمعة لا يضم الأسرى لا يضم الأسرى هذا ليس بالصحيح Another benefit If someone is traveling and they come to جمعة It's not obligatory but you still can get the good deed You still can get the good deed And he prays the جمعة with the imam he should not stand up and pray Asr after that. Because Jumu'ah is not Dhuhr. You can't pray Asr with Jumu'ah. The strongest opinion is that the, the, the Jamr is for the Dhuhr and the Asr, or the Maghrib and the Isha, not for the Jumu'ah and the Asr. Allah Ta'ala, some scholars say you can do that, but the strongest opinion is that the Jamr is for the Dhuhr and the Asr, not for the Jumu'ah and the Asr. Those that say you can do so, they say because Jumu'ah is in place of Dhuhr. However, there's no proof that you can combine Jumu'ah with the Asr. No. For the Amar, you had your hand? Yes, uh, I was asking because I, I think I heard you say it's recommended to stand up when you're using. Hey, no, not obligatory. Some scholars say it's obligatory, but the strongest opinion is that it's recommended. Allah Allah. No. For the men. For the men? For the men. You can say for the men and women, but women is usually going to sit unless there's a need. At any rate, this is generally for men. I'm not sure. Taay. Qala Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Hadith al-Thani. Second Hadith. And then Taay. Li Hadithi Aisha radiyallahu anha anna Nabi alayhi sallallahu sallam kani da kharaja min al-qaiti qala kufranaka. ويقول معه الحمد لله الذي أذهب عني الأذى وعافاني طيب second benefit there's another narration narrated by our mother Aisha Aisha's narration is collected by the Imam Ahmed Abu Dawood 
in a Tirmidhi, Imam Ahmed, Abu Dawood, in a Tirmidhi, also Ibn Majah. Ahmed, Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, and Ibn Majah. All the Sunan except for Nasa'i. She said the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu salam, when he came out from Al-Ghaiq, using the Hamam. Ghaiq is usually a number two. It can also be used for relieving oneself. He would say, Kufranaka. Oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness. And he would say, with this, all praise belong to Allah, the one that has taken away from me this pain or this discomfort, وَعَفَعْنِي and pardon me. Or was giving me good uh, well-being would be more accurate. Had al hadith and the Imam Ahmed and Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah, bisnadin hasan. This wording or this chain is a hasan chain. The hadith of Aisha is different than the hadith of Anas. The hadith of Anas was weak. Who was in the chain? Ismail ibn Muslim. Ismail ibn Muslim. Aisha's chain is a Isnadun Hassan. It has a good or a Hassan chain. Fi Isnadihi Yusuf ibn Abi Barada. In the chain of Aisha, our second man of tonight. Yusuf ibn Abi Barada. Yusuf. Ibn Abi Baruda. He makes the hadith Hassan. He makes the hadith Hassan. Yusuf Ibn Abi Baruda. So Ismail Ibn Muslim is weak. Yusuf Ibn Abi Baruda is, he makes the hadith Hassan. Some scholars say he is thicker. Some scholars say he has some errors. No. Since we have two, uh, two narrations, it is. No. Two narrations, two different narrators. Same, same wording. Same wording. Can we take the weak narration of Anas and say that it's Hassan? The answer is yes. Some scholars say the hadith of Anas is weak, but the hadith itself is weak, but from other reports, is raised up to be Hassan. Shaykh al says the hadith is Hassan, meaning it has some weakness in it, but there are other reports to raise it up, like the hadith of Aisha. So a benefit. Hassan li ghayri Ahsan, ya Shaykh. Hadith of Aisha is Hassan li dhatihi. The hadith of Anas originally is da'if. It can also be raised up to be Hassan li ghayrihi. Hassan li ghayrihi aslahu da'if. The Hassan, by way of other reports, originally is weak. So these two hadith is a hadith science review for our brothers and sisters tonight. Hadith Anas is Asluhu Da'ifun. The origin of it, Hadith Anas, is that it is weak. وَمِنْ عِدَّةِ تُرُقْ يَرْتَقِي إِلَىٰ دَرْجَةِ الْحَسَنِ لِغَيْرِهِ But because there are other reports, it can be raised up to be Hassan by way of other narrations. From the ones to support is the Hadith of Aisha. And that's how difficult the science of Hadith is. The more you learn, the more quiet you are. And that's a benefit. Some brothers say, why don't you refute this? Or why don't you refute that one? And why you didn't say anything about that one? He said, the more you learn, the more you're quiet. Al-Imam Ahmad, 
يستغربني عندما سمعت هذا I was amazed when I heard this إيمان أحمد مثلا في مسائل الخلافية في أغلب الأوقات يقول لا أدري لا أدري لا أدري اسأل غيري اسأل غيري لأن العلماء يختلفون Imam Ahmed used to say often times in those issues that the scholars differ in, he would say, I don't know, I don't know. Ask somebody else, ask somebody else. I don't know, I don't know. Because the scholars differ. If there are issues that there's some proofs over here and there's some proofs over here, many times Imam Ahmed you say, I don't know, I don't know. Al Imam Al Hussein ibn Jamil قال قول عظيم جدا عن Imam Malik. The great narrator, Al-Huthaym ibn Jamil, he used to say a tremendous statement about Imam Malik. قال شهدت مالكا ويسأل عن ثمان وأربعين مسألة. He said, I witnessed, I saw Imam Malik one day. I saw him. He was asked about 48 questions. One time. وفي ثنتين وثلاثين منها قال لا أدري. And in 32 of the 48, he said, I don't know. وَقَالَ إِبْنُ وَهَبٍ إِلَا كَتَبْنَا عَنْ مَالِكٍ قَوْلَهُ لَا أَدْرِي لَمَلَأْنَا الْأَرْوَاحِ Oh, كَمَا قَالَ رَحِمَهَ اللَّهِ إِبْنُ وَهَبٍ أَسْتُونَ بِمَا مَالِكٍ He used to say, if we were to write down every time Imam Malik said, I don't know, we would have filled up many manuscripts. If we write down when he said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. We're going to have books. What's the point here, Yaqwan? Al-ilm, Yaqwan, yaj'alul abda mutawadi'an laysa mutakabbiran wa yaqulu la adri akthar li'annahu yazdadu fi al-ilmi fa yaqulu la adri. What's the point here? Knowledge makes the person humble. It doesn't make you refute this and refute that and refute everything that comes your way. No. It makes you humble. It doesn't make you arrogant. It doesn't make you think you're better than someone else. No. And you're going to increase in saying, I don't know. You're also going to increase in saying, ask somebody else. Don't be like most of those students on the YouTube, on the TikTok, on the hip hop, on the messenger, on the, all the different apps. And they have to answer every question, Yaqwan. Don't be those students, Yaqwan. Don't rush. Don't be in haste. If you have knowledge, then give it. If you don't have no knowledge, don't be shy to say, I don't know. You say, I don't know. And don't be like those students, I don't know, but. I don't know, however. No, you don't know, you don't know. And the, when you grow again, you're going to say, ask somebody else. Ask somebody else. Don't be those students that you have to get all of the questions. No, Yaqwan. If your brother answered it and he's correct, what do you think? I'm with my brother. Sometimes it hurts when you see those panels. You don't find this from the ulama, from the students of knowledge. You see this. Where these five brothers are on the panel, they ask him a question, he answers. But the other brother, his answer wasn't sufficed. So when they ask him a question, he comments on his answer. That's from bad manners. You shouldn't do that. If the brother answered and what he said is correct, his answer is his answer. When it's your answer, I just want to comment on what the Sheikh said there, and I want to add to that. No, that's from bad manners. You don't find that from the scholars. The scholar answers 
even if this other shaykh doesn't agree with him. But there's proof of that. He's going to be quiet. That's some good manners. And sometimes the Ikhwan is not about spreading the knowledge. It's about showing off. It's about showing off. And that's contradicting al-ikhlas. You don't have to show off to no one. How many times you ask somebody a question, hey, how's your day? Yeah, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm just reading this book, mashallah, ya khay. Alhamdulillah, you don't, you can say that, but you don't have to. That can be between you and Allah. That can be between you and Allah. And that's the best way. So you won't become arrogant. Like the word shaykh. Everybody's a shaykh now, ya khwan. Everybody. I don't mean the shaykh out of respect or elderly or the married brother or the person over a tribe. No. When we call everybody a shaykh, he's a scholar. When did everybody in America become scholars, ya khwan? What summer? What year? What crash course? Did we all take, mashallah ta'ala, in three months? وَأَصْبَحْنَا جَمِيعًا مِنَ إِمَّةِ هَذَا الدِّينَ When everybody's a shaykh now. Where? It's okay to say, Ustad, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Or mudarris, mashallah. Or brother, such and such. Or the servant of Allah, such and such. It's okay, ikhwan. You don't have to say, hey, you don't have to put my name, shaykh, such. No, no, ya No. The scholars don't talk like that. When you hear the scholars talking to each other, they don't say, hey, I'm Shaykh such and such. No. They say, I'm brother such and such. The sister from the scholars, she don't say, hey, I'm Shaykh kada wa kada. No. She say, I'm sister such and such. Or she may say, I'm Ustada such and such. Or I'm teacher such and such. No problem. But now everybody's a Shaykh. Even brothers that have no Mushaykh, they're a Shaykh. Didn't study anything, he's a Shaykh. She didn't learn anything, she's a Shaykh. Why can't we all just learn our religion? If you're a scholar, alhamdulillah, no problem. But if you're not, it's honorable to just be a student of knowledge. And may Allah bless you all, Yaqwa. Tajawaz al Uqtuna? Is that say Kama or that Yaqwa? Our hour goes by so fast, Yaqwa. May Allah make it easy. The brother says, We leave questions at the bottom. You don't do a good job of answering the questions. We try our best, Yaqwa. May Allah make me better. Sometimes on the timeline, it goes down. We're going to do like our beloved brother Mufti does, inshallah ta'ala, where he gets someone to read the questions, inshallah. Sometimes I go to reply, and it, it goes down. And then someone says something else, and it goes down. And I may not do a good job of scrolling up. I try to, but I hear that a lot. You don't answer the questions that much. It's no disrespect there. I try my best to answer. Uh, may Allah pardon me and make me better, ikhwan. Man you read and you add who wants to come to them tonight, yeah, Khwan? May Allah bless you, Khwan. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar.